Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. Oh, I'm so excited to dive into yet another Rebel Radio conversation with my dear friend, Marie. Marie had me as a guest on her podcast, Finding Fertile Ground, and I'm so honored to have her as a guest on my show. Marie, welcome to Rebel Radio. Thank you so much, Cindy. It's great to have another conversation with you. Always. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What makes Marie Marie? Well, I am 56 years old. I live in Portland, Oregon, and my life is a life of resilience. I've gone through a lot of shit in my life. (laughs) So just in a nutshell, I was born with uh, birth defects, cleft lip and cleft palate. So my whole childhood was full of a lot of surgeries and some bullying and stuff like that. Um, And then I went to college, got an English degree, then went off to Japan to teach English in Japan. And before the first year was over, I met, excuse me, I met my husband there who was British and was also teaching. So I ended up staying there for three years which was a little bit longer than I wanted to be there, (laughs) but I stayed there for him mostly. And we, then we, we left, uh, left Japan and traveled through Asia. And then we got engaged when we were in India and came back to Oregon and we've been married for 31 years, 30 coming up on 31 years in June. So yeah, so we had a really romantic start to our relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fast forward six years later, I had my first child. He was born at just 24 weeks. Weighing wow. one pound, six ounces. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So he was in the NICU for four months. He nearly oh. died several times. And that was like, you know, probably one of my, was one of my several big life-changing experiences. No kidding. Yeah. It really, uh, yeah, it tested our relationship and it really tested my, my faith and my, you know, my, my sense of hope. Um, mm. The good news is he, he defied the odds. He's doing great. He's 24 now. And he is a college graduate. Yeah, he's doing really well. So, and then I went on to have uh, three, four miscarriages after him, mm-hmm. and then had my second child eventually. <laughs> and then I had my third son, not unplanned, total surprise, when I was 41. Wow. <laughs> I <know. laughs> so I have kind of a, an odd, uh, yeah, odd mothering journey. But um, the other thing that's unique about me is that I was the stay at, I was the uh, breadwinner and my husband was a stay at home dad. Mm. So that's, you know, very unusual as well. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Quite, the, quite the journey you've been on. No wonder the word mm. is resiliency. Yes. And I also, for my career, I worked um, for a big company called CHM Hill and I started off as a, I actually started off as a temporary receptionist there. And then I moved into being a technical editor. And within a few years, I was in leadership. And the the most fun job I had was for 13 years, I managed about 70 people throughout the Northwest and Hawaii and Alaska who were doing our publications. So that was a blast. I had this great team of people. But then things changed. and And I kind of, I reinvented myself several times in the company. And towards the end of the time there, I was the communications manager for the company's sustainability and corporate citizenship programs. Loved my job. It was really great. But then we got acquired 
and my job was eliminated. So after 28 years with the company, Ouch. so yeah. And so, but fortunately I had severance. They gave me an offer to find another job in the company or leave with the severance. So that's what I did. Landed another job within a year. And I, th- I mean, within a month, sorry, within a month. And I thought it was my ideal job. It was, mm-hmm. I was the communications manager, first communications manager ever for this really small company in Portland. My first day was horrible. <laughs> and I lasted there for a year and then I got laid off again, like mm. just about a year. And, and so then uh, this is where I'm coming through my self mastery story that uh, for the, so they, the funny thing was they laid me off while I was revamping the company's website. Very bad timing. Um, and I real yeah, and I realized through the reflection that I really was purporting it was a toxic environment, mm-hmm. but I was putting up with it because I really loved the team I was working with, and the company was completely screwed up in many ways. But um, they wanted me to stay on for three months as an employee. Well, first of all, it was one month, but then it stretched into two and three to finish their website. And after three months, then they said, "Well, we're we we we're going to terminate you, but we want you to be a contractor." So that's how my business started, was to be a contractor nice. to this company that had screened me over, basically. <laughs> so, so, and I came up with the, the name of my company is Fertile Ground Communications. And the way I came up with the name was, I it was a, just an epiphany one morning that I wanted to find a place where I could find my fertile ground. Because mm-hmm. I had not, I had not been standing on fertile ground really for the last, you know, three or four years of my career. I had a great career at CSM Hill, but in the, in the, in the last few years, I, I had reported to people who were not, not good bosses, not caring people for a variety of reasons. And so, so anyway, that first, that first, the next six months of that year, I continued to look for a full-time job mm-hmm. because I felt like I was the breadwinner. I needed the benefits. I was just determined to find a, you know, full-time job. And the whole time, even the very first day I got let off, I said, well, I'm going to look for a full-time job, but if I can't find a good one, I'll just start my own business. And it was always like a, you know, in the background, it was like, if I have to, I'll do this. (laughs) Even though throughout my career, I always had this little you know, thing in the back of my head that said, what if I, you know, wouldn't it be great to start my, I already, I always had that there, right? Mm-hmm. The little voice, the yeah. The little voice, but I was terrified and mostly because of the pressure of being a breadwinner, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, I have like my second son is off to college in the fall. I mean, I have these, you know, leaving, you know, costs coming up. So, but one of the things, one of the great gifts about CSM Hill was I actually had money in stock there. So I actually had money in savings that we had designated for travel and home improvement. Right. <laughs> and right. so, so we, I decided like, you know, I do, I'm really lucky. I have this money. I can give it a go, but mm-hmm. it took some therapy. I did go to therapy because one of my friends said, your natural resilience is dulling. There's something happening to you. I could tell your energy is really, I was losing, you know, faith in myself because I kept interviewing. I interviewed, I applied to like 130 jobs mm-hmm. and I had several second interviews. Mm-hmm. None of them were really right though. I mean, you know, I, it's almost like the universe was like, please be an entrepreneur. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. How much did it take? I mean, a number of like, like one of the jobs that I had a second or third interview for was for, um, 
it was for a law firm that did, I always forget the term, the, uh, the organization that oversees homeowner, homeowners rights. I can't mm. remember the name of it, but yeah, it would have been, it would have been horrible. I, it, it's not my personality at all. <laughs> the universe is like forcing you to listen to the inner voice. Would you just exactly. listen? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So th my therapist helped me with that. You know, okay. that was really helpful. And she basically said, we're going to get you from, I have to start my own company to, I get to start my own company. And she really helped me with that. And uh, in addition to a number of other strategies that I, that I took, like I made myself a Spotify playlist called shine women's empowerment because shine was my word for the year last year. Yeah. And, you know, even something simple like that, I could play these, you know, women's empowerment music and that would really help me. And, mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit. And so that really has helped us in not spending as much money. So right. by the time the pandemic hit, I was, I was done with therapy. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm, I'm there. So I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm totally all in now, but it took a little while to get there, you know? Yeah, I think it does for all of us as entrepreneurs to really believe that we're capable of it. But I love, and that whole story speaks of resiliency. Just keep trying and keep going and shift and adjust. And yeah, I think that's beautiful. So before we went live on the show, I shared a little bit of your numerology with you. And I'm curious how that landed for you or what was one of your biggest like, oh, yeah, totally moments. Well, I think that uh, what resonated, resonated the most with me is that you said that that I'm a nine and nines are often podcasters. <laughs> so, so I started my podcast last July. And, and I have to say that that has been, you know, one of the joys of my life, just meeting, you know, I'm, I'm an extrovert, but I'm, I'm a shy extrovert. Mm -hmm. So before the pandemic, I was going to these networking meetings, and they were just not comfortable for me. I mean, I was really a fish out of water too, mm -hmm. because um, they were not in the same kinds of businesses that I was. And they were really pushing the networking, but it didn't feel right, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was, it just did not, okay, my, my family members just walked in the door and I'm live on a video. So don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, family member. <laughs> um, so um Anyway, I started the podcast mostly after uh, George Floyd was was murdered and I was interviewed. I wrote an article about white women's tears mm -hmm. and I was interviewed by a couple of people, uh, Jackie Capers Brown and Charles Jackson II, who are both on the East Coast, black, both black people on the East Coast. And they inspired me to start a podcast because oh. I enjoyed my conversations with them and I realized after interviewing with Jackie that Jackie is one of the most resilient people I've ever met. I already knew that resilience was my word mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it'll be my next tattoo, you yeah. know, it's my word. And yeah. so I thought I want, I want to tell stories about people who've really gone through a lot and come out stronger on the other side, which is why I had you on as well. Yeah. So. I loved your podcast. It was so, it's such a fun show and it was really, you pulled stuff out of my story that I've never actually publicly shared before. And yes, it was, it was great. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. So yeah, a lot, this, of, a lot of people tell me that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a way about you. It's the ruling number nine. <laughs> Is that it? Is that why? <laughs> yes. Yes. So along your journey, I mean, resiliency and self-mastery are pretty much the same thing, but I'm curious how you would define self-mastery. Uh, the way I would define it is having faith in yourself. Mm 
Mm. And having the tools or either finding or developing the tools around you to support you. Yeah. For me, one of the, the, the keys really that really helped me help support me was my community. Mm -hmm. And that, that helped me to help me along my way to really have faith in myself. Uh, yeah. When I didn't have the faith, you know, they would say, Marie, you got this, you're going to, you know, as soon as I got laid off, my friends would say something better's coming, you know? Right. So that helped me when I didn't feel as confident myself. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the tools I would, I really would recommend for everybody to, to really cultivate a strong supportive community before you need it. <laughs> have, have your people, have yeah. your people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. So one of the things we're really passionate about talking about here at Rebel Radio is this concept of wealth. And wealth can be a really triggering word for some people. And so I I'm looking to redefine the word wealth for, for entrepreneurs out there. Um, I find that a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with, uh, they tend we tend to have this like starving artist complex. And so I'm curious what wealth means to you. Well, at the beginning of uh, my journey last year, I set a goal for myself, and that was that I would bill 50% of the time, which would which would replicate my salary when I was making a good good salary at CHM Hill, uh, billing 50% of the time. I'm not there yet, but I mean, it's getting better and better. Um, and also that I would be making enough money where I could take a year off, I'm mean, not a year off, take a month off each year to travel. Mm -hmm. So that is my my wealth dream right mm -hmm. now. And yeah. and then also uh, having enough money to, you know, help my kids get through college is a big piece of it as well. So yeah, so it's not even really about the money. It's about how you can experience life and how Absolutely. you can live life to its fullest and support your children. And it's more about the experiences than the money in the bank account. The money just supports the dream. Right. That's Absolutely. to me what wealth is. Yeah, definitely. And something that you were sharing with me before really brings home the concept of wealth to me as well. And I am really passionate about seeing businesses and companies that are building more sustainable models that are more socially responsible. And you're starting a new podcast that's supporting these businesses. So can you share a little bit about that? Because I'd love for our listeners to know about it. Yes, I'm starting a new podcast called Companies That Care. And this came to me because a, a relative, my husband's cousin said to me, where are you going with your podcast? <laughs> I started thinking about it. And I, I love the podcast journey, but I, it's not directly related to my business mm -hmm. because my business is about storytelling. So it's, you know, it's, it's connected, but uh, my passion is about organizations that are making the world a better place. Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> so, and last so year, um, during the summer, I actually created my own corporate social responsibility policy for my business. Even though I'm only a business of one, I felt like this is something that I, this is the kind of company that I want to create, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. part of it is helping, using my platform to help people, underrepresented uh, folks get, you know, get their, get their stories out there. Yeah. But also, I've also agreed to, uh, made a commitment to myself that I would donate 10% uh, pro bono work and um, also give discounts to uh, organizations that benefit people of color. So things like that. And so, so I've started, I've, you know, I put out the, uh, the call for guests on Facebook and I've had a huge, huge influx of interest. Yeah, you said you were booked up for like the next six months or something. Yes. I mean, huge interest and some I've had to turn away as well, but uh, my, I'm going to launch on Earth Day. 
April twenty mm-hmm. second, I think that is. Oh, and that's perfect timing. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm going to. I I know the first the two episodes. I know I'm definitely going to uh, feature. One of them is a fashion design brand in London that is completely sustainable. It's called the Trace mm-hmm. Collective, and pretty new. It's only like a year and a half old. They started right before the pandemic, so mm-hmm. very interesting story. And they and each product on their website is completely. You can trace it all the way back to the materials. It's really. Oh. It's really a cool concept. And then the other one is a woman here in in the Portland area who survived eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And she had a baby and went into a dressing room when she was like six months postpartum and couldn't find anything to fit. So she was like in tears in the dressing room. So she decided right then and there to start to create a boutique for women of all sizes Mm-hmm. Where women will leave the leave the boutique feeling beautiful no matter their size. Oh, yes. And I love that she decided on the spot. She never done anything. She never done retail. <laughs> She's just like, I'm gonna do this. I just see something I don't like and I'm just gonna fix it. Exactly. And um, her name is Julie Allen and she, her boutique is called Mary Rose Boutique. And the other really cool thing about her company is that she also has a foundation that is an offshoot of her company that is raising money to help women and girls uh, fund treatment for eating disorders. Mm. So again, it's completely connected to her journey and her the purpose of her business. And those two are going to be uh, part of my launch. I haven't decided on the third one yet uh, as I'm like looking at all the organizations I've and people that I'm interviewing. So some of them are former coworkers and just new people I'm meeting. It's just really fun. Oh, I just love that so much. And yes, podcasting is like the easiest way to network. I think to <laughs> <It laughs> meet the most fun people. And yeah, it's great. Totally. So what is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? I would say be authentic. Yes, please. More authenticity. Yes. My dear Lord. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like some uh, entrepreneurs, I mean, I'm a very high energy person, mm-hmm. but sometimes when I see uh, some entrepreneurs, they're like, you know, off the charts energy and it doesn't always feel very real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I yeah. It was, it's so funny because I was just having a conversation this morning and yesterday about this very thing. And you see these big, bright, shiny entrepreneurs with the perfect hair and the perfect PDF and the perfect website. Everything's perfect. And their Insta stories are perfect. And you're like, I don't know if that's real. It doesn't feel real to me. And so, and I mean, Rebel Radio, we don't edit anything here. We do authentic. And so to me, I think it's really important that we need to show up as we are, walk the walk, live in integrity, Um, and then you get to show up exactly as you are. You don't have to fake it. And I think that's really important because people feel that vibration from you. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So good. Well, Marie, I could talk to you for hours because (laughs) I love you. (laughs) As always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? I dream of a... A, wor- a group of citizens, global citizens that care about each other, mm. that care when uh, certain races do not get the same uh, opportunities as others, that care about, uh, you know, the history uh, of the way that white people have treated other people, um, and that care about, you know, the greater good. 
that, that's, you know, like with the pandemic, people who care about taking care of other people, that's my dream. Yeah. I think it feels like we're a long ways away from that, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. I think we're on the higher side of that. There's stories of hope. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Marie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Cindy. It was so much fun. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.